Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Bavada at Odds podcast. Place your bets right here. This is the Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at BavadaSportsbook.com. Back, at least in North America, Patrick Morrow has returned from his European sojourn, and he has literally driven around Big Ben as many times as Chevy Chase did in that movie. Patrick, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Uh, good to be back. Uh, gosh, uh, as soon as I got off the plane, snow, frozen ground, none of that in England. Uh, if they see snow over there, uh, it's a big to-do. Uh, it shuts down the trains. Everyone's amazed. Uh, a great time over there. Uh, no time whatsoever. Uh, getting back on the North American schedule, I had to move quick. And uh, yeah, but we're, we're the sports scene that we're back seeing, Seth. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, feels a little too much like March 2020. It feels like that. Uh, you know, the cancellations are rampant. Over 50 college basketball, women's and men's games have been canceled. Uh, dozens of hockey games have been canceled. The NHL has decided to pause uh, up through Christmas. So if you're listening to this podcast this week, you know, the practice is going to resume on the 26th of December. It's not a huge break, but again, this is all hopeful that the teams should start up again. Um, what do you make of all this? It, it really... First of all, from an odds standpoint, I, I don't know how you place odds. These games are, are dropping like flies, and it seems like it's rampant everywhere. You know, the NFL is not canceling. You know, we can handle the NFL separately. The NBA and the NHL are under siege. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there, there's so much movement day to day in those leagues. And well, now in the NHL, there's no movement, right? Uh, it, first they started, they didn't even let the Canadian teams cross the border. And then they decided, okay, we'll shut down to just over Christmas. Uh, you know, the NHL had to move quick because they really felt like this was really getting out of control. Like uh, the Omicron variant appears to be everywhere in North America and throughout the world right now. Uh, the NBA, I get it that uh, they've got, uh, a jewel on Christmas Day, but I would figure maybe be more proactive and shut down four or five days before Christmas to the extent that that might do anything, Seth. But I, I don't know. What do you do if you're trying to protect such a big day for the sport and, uh, you know, protect the future of the whatever's left of these seasons? Well, Christmas Day, remember, is the unofficial opening day for the NBA. It's the, it's the day that a majority of the United States pays attention to basketball. Um a lot of people have said that if you're going to shorten the season, Christmas Day should be the opener. Um, that's been well documented. The NHL situation is in a different one because you have so many international teams. You have so many Canadian teams. You know, last year they avoided that. They, they realigned and they, they don't have that this year. Um, there are, you know, many games in which uh, Canadian teams are traveling to America and American teams are traveling to Canada. So they have to get this figured out. And that's why everything that they say, you know, you have a return to play on December 26th. Well, we'll see, you know, that's very, uh, uh, you know, bold. The NHL has their winter classic, uh, on new year's day. So that's their big outdoor game. They put a fortune into that game target field. They want to have a, a sellout crowd. They had the Lake Tahoe experience last year and, you know, it was a television spectacle, but, it, you know, it didn't really work out as far as profits are concerned. So they need a big crowd uh, at Target Field in Minnesota. And then that raises the question of the Olympics. And, you know, if you want to get into the human rights stuff and Peng Shui, well, I'm more than happy to. But the reality of it is, is that now with all these cancellations, you have a two and a half week break in your schedule in February to have the Olympics. With Omicron the way it is and COVID the way it's going, 
I don't know how the NHL players go to play in these Olympics. I, 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 I understand the desire, but if you are from Finland and you care more about a Finland gold medal and possibly being quarantined in China for f- up to five weeks, if you test positive, you're out of your mind. And if you're unvaccinated, God help you. I, 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 this is not about mandates. Get vaccinated. Save your life, for God's sakes. But don't play in the Olympics. Yeah, uh, gosh, that last part about the the five week quarantine. Uh, yeah, that's enough to make me really pause. And you know, it it is really unfortunate because we've talked about. Uh, you know, I I love when the NHL sends players to the Olympics because it's not like soccer where they're playing international friendlies all the time. And you know, you're seeing England's best, Italy's best, Brazil's best playing uh, on the regular every you know, in year. In meaningful, we, you know, ever we, since we they got rid it. of the Canada Cup and the World Cup of hockey and all yeah. those things. The Olympics is the tournament. It, it's a it's a major thing for the sport, but you're also playing it in Asia. I didn't mm. mean to cut you off, Patrick, but the reality no, no. of it is that the, the you're playing it in Asia. You're not selling hockey to a North American audience, which, by the way, is your target audience when those games are on in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I could argue don't play in these Olympics anyway. And that has been Gary Bettman's argument. What he has done is he has straddled the fence as a commissioner should do and let the players decide this is on the players and mm-hmm. the players have to put their, their national national pride aside and do what is prudent. And you can't play this besides use those two and a half weeks to make up all your canceled games so that your playoffs start on time. Yeah, it, it certainly is. Uh, it provides an easy win for the NHL uh, if COVID is going to force more cancellations uh, and disruptions. To and, uh, you know, they can even use it as a so-called circuit breaker themselves if they want and sh- shut it down for two weeks around that. T- you know, it gives the NHL that much more flexibility. And, uh, you know, so uh, like you said, uh, a good commissioner styles the line. I'll let the players decide. Uh, if I'm a player right now, I don't know that I want to spend five hours inside China, let alone five weeks. Well, that that's the argument. And that's why this, you know, and remember, we are just assuming that everything gets better once the new year hits. I'm not assuming that, but I've been, uh, you know, after 22 months, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a dyed in the wool pessimist about all of this. Sorry, folks. So then the whole thing's going to get wiped. <laughs> you know, that, that's the scary. That's the scary part. One other note on COVID. And this is something that's been on my mind and it's been bothering me. Nick Saban, who, you, you know, you know, I love Nick Saban, right? We love Nick Saban. Nick Saban said that they are going to start wearing masks inside because they have the college football playoff coming up in 10, you know, 10 or so days, depending on when you're listening to this. And they don't want to be compromised going into that playoff. OK, I get it. That's that's a that's an active statement. Where have you been for the last 12 months? But okay, that, that's fine. He then says in his press conference that 90% of his players are vaccinated. You've seen Omicron, right? Like <laughs> one guy gets it. That whole locker room's getting it, including people who are vaccinated. You have 10% of your roster unvaccinated. If it, I'm, I'm telling you this as an odds maker. <laughs> Yep. You're telling me Alabama is not going to get compromised? Uh, hey, listen, maybe they'll uh, borrow some of uh, the NFL's curious testing from last year when, you know, only one player in one room was able to get it. And uh, somehow everyone else, uh, you know, didn't 
Um, you know, there was very curious, or the testing's only released on Tuesday. You know, the testing's only released the day after the game. We did see some sp- suspicious stuff around that last year, and there's far too much money uh, at stake here. But listen, I, I, it's a good point. I, I don't know the numbers between college teams because 90% uh, to me, I know we're, everyone wants 100. That's that's way higher than most U.S. states, right? 90%. But in terms of college, I don't know if that's high or low. Uh, but when you first said 90, I was I, and maybe I just have a pessimistic view of you know some parts of the states. But uh, I thought 90 sounded high. But I, I get what you're saying. Like if it's not 100 then you're saying the whole thing's at risk, which is uh, yet another fun variable for us at Pavada to have to deal with, uh, you know, when those inevitable COVID positive cases come out and we have to scramble to move the lines before everyone else gets a crack at them. But think about it. Like, like I heard 90 and he mm-hmm. was bragging about that. And I was yeah, just like, I was like, and I'm not I'm judging not ju- that. See, this is the difference now, you know, two months ago, I might've been judging, but, and I've been judging the SEC, you know, for, for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But now you're in a position where you're 90 percent and this thing is spreading like it is. And you're going to football practice on a college campus. Yeah. OK, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm fearful. Maybe and he's uh, just comparing I, if to you the rest found of the out there were 25 cases on Alabama. You would not be surprised. No, but with Omicron right now, I wouldn't be surprised if I found it anywhere. Um so, yeah, and just out of curiosity, maybe he was bragging because 90% of Alabama. Uh, no, um, I don't know what team. Cincinnati is, and I don't know what Michigan is. I don't know. No, I was just thinking maybe he's comparing the in-state totals because the state of Alabama is only at 47%. So, yeah, you know, comparatively, true. that 90% is looking pretty good. That's true. All right. Well, come <laughs> hell or high water, the NFL is planning on week 16. Uh, they have games scheduled for Thursday. They have games scheduled for Saturday. And then they have a full Sunday and a Monday night game. Let's take a look at the highlights and see what the latest odds are. We'll start with Thursday night football. The San Francisco 49ers are taking on the Tennessee Titans playoff bound Tennessee Titans. They haven't clinched anything yet, but they think they will. No, and uh, Titans are coming off a really awkward loss against the Steelers on the weekend. Uh, Titans uh, statistically were a strange game. Yeah, statistically, the Titans were all over them, uh, failing to score in the red zone multiple times. uh, And the Steelers have just continued to win really, really ugly this year. Uh, We're still pretty high on the Titans at Bavada, but uh, the 49ers look like they're coming around. Jimmy Garoppolo's looked uh, pretty impressive the last couple weeks. So as a result, uh, no surprise. Uh, actually, maybe a surprise to some folks. Uh, I'd say five weeks ago, this might be the other way around, but the 49ers actually rode favorites in this one at Tennessee. Uh, three and a half point favorites at Bavada. Again, I think that speaks to you know Kittle being back, Garoppolo looking a lot more comfortable. This 49ers team is starting to perform the way we would have expected them to looking at our preseason ratings. So again, 49ers three and a half point road favorites over under sitting 44 and a half right now early action on the 49ers all right now let's move to Saturday traditionally a day that is for the NBA the NBA has five games that day and you can go to the Bavada website to see the latest odds on that the Cleveland Browns are taking on the Green Bay Packers and a quick plug that is the game that has been designated as on my Twitch channel so I will be hosting Christmas Day the Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers on Twitch. Go to my social media on Twitter at Seth underscore Everett, and you can find how I'm broadcasting the game. Browns Packers, what's the latest? Well, Seth, I was just going to say, you know, we're going to have to see if you're going to be previewing Baker Mayfield or Nick Mullins or Case Keenum, because uh, yeah, the Browns still have a curious uh, 
Curious QB situation because of COVID. This obviously impacted them on uh, Monday night uh, in the early Monday night game because now we've got the wacky games on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, so with Nick Mullins under center, they did lose to the Raiders on a last second field goal. And uh, they currently come into this one. So uh, it's, you know, this may change by the time I've said this and we've released and certainly by the time we get to the game. But the Packers are currently eight point favorites at home right now. But we are locked in on this one just because we don't know what the COVID situation is going to be for Baker Mayfield or whether we're going to have someone like Nick Mullins under center in this one. So this line, uh, regardless of uh, when that announcement is made, is liable to move quickly. But as it currently stands, Seth Packers eight point favorites at home in this one over under is sitting at 45 and a half right now. Bavada. Then the nightcap, not on my Twitch channel, but I will be watching the Indianapolis Colts travel to Arizona. Now, the Cardinals still have a lot to play for. They still have a Super Bowl on their mind. That loss to Detroit, what what was your reaction to that? And size up Colts Cardinals for me. Yeah, Seth, uh, roll right out of the great, right out of the gate. Pardon me. Uh, thanks, big thanks to the Detroit Lions, uh, who by winning their second game of the year, uh, crushed. Uh, the vast majority of parlays placed on Sunday at Pavada. Uh, everybody had the Cardinals money line spread, you know, the point spread teased all the way down. And uh, that was a weird one. Usually when an underdog like that does it for us, you know, there's that point in the third quarter, fourth quarter where you're feeling a little bit worried. Lions just handled that from start to finish. Uh, really, really dominant really... performance. I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, really bizarre to watch. And uh, it, it's it's very rare as the house that you get those easy ones, those really easy, nice ones. But we'll certainly take it. Uh, looking ahead to uh, the nightcap, as you noted, Colts, Cardinals. Cardinals are one and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, listen, Colts look great against the Patriots, uh, a game that they were favored in, which says a lot about how we value the Colts here at Pavada. And uh, yeah, this, this is a fantastic one. This is... You know, the over-under set, set at 49 and a half right now, which a quick school, that is the highest of the week. Uh, Carson Wentz is looking great. Kyler Murray is looking fantastic. Um, it, it's going to be a great one. Uh, unfortunate for the NBA that they're going to have to compete against that one in prime time because that's going to eat into a lot of their ratings, uh, at least for Nets Lakers. Yeah, there's going to be a, a television you know, conflict there. What game do you actually wind up watching? All right, a couple of big ones, uh, rivalry games, division games. On Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, who uh, I'm, I'm, I, I can't say this enough, kick, tie. This is twice now that the Baltimore Ravens have been burned uh, going up against an impressive Cincinnati team. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, poor, uh, poor Harbaugh is getting grief again for his uh, two-point conversion decision-making. It's the same thing. It was uh, with a little bit of a twist, and I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I mean. Um, so... If you would want to do that aggressive two-point conversion thing, uh, it's not the worst thing in the world that he did. I know you vehemently disagree, but when you were down 14, you go for the two-point conversion on that first one to allow you the opportunity to uh, you know, kick the game-winning extra point on the second or an opportunity to go for two again to tie. That is like, So he can't even claim the high ground of the analytics argument on this one because the analytics said, if you, when you're down 14 in that spot, if you want to be aggressive with it, you do it on the first touchdown, not the second one. And especially there was 41 seconds left as well. So that was yet another reason why going for two there, it doesn't even necessarily win the game. It's Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the ball there. So, um, okay. you know, 
I, 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 I like Harbaugh a lot. It's not massively egregious to me, but it, the two should have came on the first one regardless. You know, it, if you like the math, that's what the math says. If you're a traditionalist, either way, uh, curious decision making. But he does have a game to play. Uh, they are eight and six. Uh, Lamar Jackson's status has brought the Ravens a little bit down to earth. They've lost three in a row. Bengals are on the high side right now. And uh, yeah, Bengals currently technically your leaders in the AFC North. Uh, should be an interesting one. The uh, point spread is currently Bengals minus two and a half at Bavada. Uh, action split pretty 50-50 on this one. Over under is sitting at 45 on the nose right now, Seth. And then there's the Buffalo Bills, who have they righted their ship going into the Patriots team that's smarting after that loss to Indy. There's a big matchup for the top spot in the AFC East. Playoff positioning, Bills-Patriots. Yeah, uh, gosh, Bills needed that win like no one's business. Uh, a really tough go of them late. Uh, you know, they they had that interesting game against the Patriots just a couple weeks ago, uh, where with the swirling wins, uh, the Patriots won by only throwing two passes. They only needed to throw two. And uh, well, the weather's expected to be a little bit better at Fox Pro as the over under is currently sitting at 44. I think it closed in the low 30s in that previous game, uh, still went way under. And uh, the Patriots are only two and a half point favorites in this one, Seth. They are coming off, uh, uh, you know, a, a tough loss against the Colts uh, last Saturday where they were exposed a little bit offensively. Uh, you know, not too many weapons for Mac Jones. He definitely looked uh, most uncomfortable I've seen him uh, in weeks. Uh, so still our rookie of the year favorite at Bavada, and the Patriots still slight favorites of this one. Uh, action so far, 50-50. All right. There's a bunch of great games. There's no secret about that. The NFL, hopefully. Um, I, I want to make sure that we're not doing anything political. We're not saying anything involving should you wear a mask? Should you get a vaccine? Like what I'm trying to say is save your life. And that's what I worry about, not whether or not these games get played. I, I just think that the message gets so mixed I think we're on the exact same page, and I hope that that stays consistent. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a lot of uh, things that people can do to, uh, you know, take care of themselves. Uh, themselves, and one of the easiest ones starts with uh, vaccinations. So, um, you know, you know, hopefully this time of year. Uh, we get through these games. It looks like the NFL is going to power through. It doesn't look like they're going to be testing uh, as much as they were at the beginning of the year, at least with vaccinated players. Um, so, you know, the Cole Beasley's of the world, uh, you know, and the Aaron Rodgers of the world, uh, perhaps they're going to be the guys that are going to cost their team in the playoffs or as the regular season plays out. So, uh, so many implications the rest of the way. I can't believe that it's December 2020, 2021, and we're still talking about uh, COVID and how it's impacting sports. But uh, it is endemic uh, and it is endemic and odds making, I guess, as well. Yeah, it's 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 just pretty wild. I mean, the, this, the, this, the exact... Uh, nature of all of this and like again alabama is they have a lot riding on it that whole state is counting on it so are you know cincinnati and georgia and michigan and i, I get all of those but do you want to see on december 31st uh one of those games not get played like no go in a bubble don't stop <laughs> stop with all of this like if you don't want to live your life that way I get it. Uh, no mm. one does. You have oh, 10 days until your national championship playoff. You do nothing. You don't go anywhere. You stay in that in that training facility, get cots and sleep there. 
That's it. And I would say that up to anyone. I would say that to any sport. If, if it was the Stanley Cup finals right now, I would say the same thing. This is a crazy, wild time. Fix it. Yeah, listen, I mean, gosh, I remember my last couple of days in London. Uh, you're being very concerned about who you're interacting with because I got to take a PCR test uh, just to get back to Canada. So um, and you, you can get this, especially this like very right. You can get this. You can get this variant, especially this variant uh, so easily. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously safety first, but uh, selfishly as a fan and an odds maker, I hope everyone can. Uh, keeps their keeps himself safe because uh, I, I don't want to adjust these games i don't want to take them off the board and i want to watch two great college football playoff games on new year's eve we will preview those next week right here on the show as we will continue with the bavada at odds podcast patrick morrow i'm seth everett thanks for listening we'll see you next time thanks folks merry christmas